what is that? What's that hanging off of you? It's like, oh, that's just a fish I put on my dick. So <laughs> I just basically have a, a fleshlight wherever I go. What? <laughs> that, you don't think dolphins do that? Look no, it up. They I know. Do. No, I know. Gross. <laughs> I have a, like, a little fleshlight here, you guys. What do you think? <laughs> it's like, wow. Does it Flipper, slow that's down fucked your up. Swimming? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but, yeah, but uh, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a dolphin though, right? Hi, and welcome to Gen Extemporaneous. This is a podcast where I come up with an idea, I do some research, I grab a bottle of wine, I bring everything to Mark, and he pontificates. In today's episode, we will be discussing the concepts of karma, schadenfreude, and divine retribution, and ask the questions, are these things real? Are they a valuable or harmful placebo? Or are they all or none of the above? Hi, Mark Snedeker. Hello, Christina LaRusso. I really had a hard time with that introduction, well, and I'm not sure I really like it. because it had a German word in it. I, I know. you're not happy about that. No, I know. Schadenfreude. Yeah, but I, I, that's a lot. All right, let's talk about this. First of all, this is can a we, huge, can, massive, massive say, topic. Can we possibly expand the discussion beyond <laughs> the bounds of the known universe? I don't know. Is that just, something we could do? It's just such a huge topic. Yeah, you picked it. And I did. And here's the reason that I picked it. Because I see people talking about karma a lot, particularly online, but you hear it in just discourse. Yeah. You know, oh, good. Beep, beep. Here comes the karma train. Sure. And, or the karma bus or whatever else. Say, should it be beeping if well, it's a train? you know, whatever. I make the train. Bam, bam. Here comes the karma train. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I have always felt like that is just a mischaracterization. It, it's, of course it is. It, it, of what karma actually is. It's cultural appropriation is what it is. It really is. It's a very Western take on a very complex Eastern philosophy. Would you say that it's a philosophy? Would you say that it no, is a doctrine? It's not. It's not yeah, karma, it's, the idea of, of karma. Yeah, it's a. You know, I'm, I hesitate to call it a philosophy because it's not a well-developed system of you know how to rationalize things in the world. But I guess it kind of is. I mean, you could look at everything through this worldview of karma, right? If you really wanted to. Well, it's a concept. Wendy, and maybe a belief, but. I'm not sure if it's a whole developed philosophical system. Wendy O'Flaherty claims she's a... a Italian, a, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> deep. She's an American Indologist, so she studies... Indols? No, Indian Indian oh, cultures okay. and thing, yeah. culture and history and religion, obviously. Uh, she claims that there is an ongoing debate regarding whether karma is a theory, a model, a paradigm, a metaphor, or a metaphysical stance. Most of the research that I have done points to karma being something that is is really kind of a psychological thing. If you're, if you, I guess if you're really thinking about it in the right way, it's a psychological thing. This law is a natural law. This law is a psychological law. Where it really gets interesting is the psychology of it. It's so profound in the way that it explains how human psychology well, works. Well, maybe you should define it. Well, let's let's do that. All right. So karma is from the Sanskrit Sanskrit word that means action. No, 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 that's incorrect. No. It is from the Sanskrit word that means fuck around and find out. <laughs> 
I thought you were going to tell me that it's, I'm sitting here and I'm like, no, Mark, I know it means action. <laughs> um, so it, it is a concept of action, work, or deed and its effect or consequences. Yes. And it is involved with the ideas of previous and future lives. It, it can be because it is very much enmeshed with Hinduism, yeah. Buddhism, Jainism, all kinds of different religions, Taoism, Sikhism, all of that has some kind of concept of karma within all of those. And we're not going to go into all of these possible definitions. Jainism? Yeah. Is that where like people have like leg warmers on and stuff? <laughs> <Just Jane Fonda. laughs> So we're not going to go into all of the right. various possibilities of what it could mean. I think a good working definition for it is that it is the concept of action and the and its effects or consequences. Yeah. Now, that can be tied to past lives. It can be that you are in this life living out the, your karma that you built up over a previous life. And then, of course, that would go back and back and back ad right. infinitum. Or it could, there are some, I think, that think that karma is just the sum total of whatever life you're living, right? Yeah. Your karma accrues in this life, and you deal with that karma in this life, and where you end up at the end of your life will indicate like, where you are go you forward. Are you going to be a dung beetle or a snow yeah. leopard? Yeah, <laughs> I right? refuse to come back as a bug. Well, I, I really you can like refuse the, all you want. I don't know that you get a choice. I like the idea of reincarnation, but I just don't like the idea of coming back like as a bug. Well, you would be perfectly happy if you were a bug. I guess. Well, maybe. I mean, but you're not going to... I mean, bugs don't sit there going, God, I really wish I could evolve, you know? Yeah. She could be a hot, like a primate would be awesome. <laughs> no, they're bugs. They're like, oh, look, there's a nice piece of dookie that I can roll up into a ball. Ugh. Okay. Provide sustenance for my family. All right. So karma is cause and yeah. effect, right? So for everything that you do, there is right. some kind of effect that happens. Yeah. So there's really, in my mind, two separate ways we use that word. Mm-hmm. One is people who legitimately believe it metaphysically, right? Mm -hmm. There is a force in the universe that it's almost like Newton's third law, right? For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. So if you're, if you do something bad, if you're bad, bad things will happen to you. Mm -hmm. If you're good, you can expect good things to happen to you. Then there are people who really mean it more like the word comeuppance, mm -hmm. right? Or divine you're, retribution. Right. You're getting what you deserve. Mm -hmm. Now, there's no guarantee you're going to get what you deserve, but they're just like, you know, oh, that, you know, Donald Trump broke his ankle. There's some karma for you. Right? Yeah. He was, he was, he spoke out and downplayed coronavirus yeah, and, and then he got, got it. coronavirus. Right. That's karma. Right. But it's not. It's, it's just science. It's not. Dude. Well, I mean, it's just how, yeah, it's exactly right. What I am saying is that any use that expects to see an immediate or even an eventual comeuppance, as you said, is really misunderstanding the whole point of karma. No, I don't and, think so. I think that is the point of mm -hmm. karma. I just don't think that's how it, it's just not real. No. Okay. So, so you think that in your mind, karma means you'd rob a bank and- Either immediately or... No, not immediately, but the, the idea that there's some kind of ledger mm -hmm. where your good and bad acts are totaled up, and at the end, there's some kind of reckoning. That is not only, you know, likely to happen, but is part of the way the universe works. And I think that that is a very Western way to understand karma. And I think that that is what we see a lot of people saying, because essentially what you're saying is the karma bus is coming for you. Well, how is it different for... 
like Eastern religion. The other thing that people tend to think about the law of karma is they tend to think that this is some sort of supernatural law. Like there's some sort of old man with a beard sitting up in the clouds keeping tabs on everybody, keeping an account of who did how much good or bad stuff, and then trying to even everything out for everybody. But that's uh, really not the way I think this law is supposed to work. It's a much more internal thing. Karma, you could rob a bank and you could go on to live your life without even seeming to have any kind of negative repercussion. You may rob a bank of a bazillion dollars, go and find a place on an island somewhere and live out the rest of your life in relative comfort and ease. But the karma is still there from your bad act. And that and that karma is interior and it is what builds you into the karmically bad person that you are. It doesn't mean that there's necessarily an immediate or even eventual reaction that shows What's because because karma is to do with actions that you take from a place of ego. And the spiritual part of it is understood when you really start to understand what the Eastern sages mean by good and bad. It's not at all what we tend to think here in the West. Good means selfless. Bad means selfish. There's no devil sitting somewhere who's going to turn you into, into someone evil. What evil is, is something actually very mundane and very simple. Evil is doing things from your ego, doing things from your identity or from yourself. What other kind of actions are there? <laughs> well, no. What, so, but there are, right? So, if okay, here, I'll give you an example. Let's say that you give somebody some money, some yeah. guy on the street, you give yeah. some money, okay? Yeah. And you do that, and then you say to someone, I just gave that guy money. Or, right. you know, you're doing a good deed. Or I wave it around before I give it to him. Yeah, you do, you, you, or you go online and you talk about, you do a humble brag or whatever right. else, right? Then you're doing something good, but from a place of ego, a place of self. Glad I had extra $20 to help out the left, less fortunate, hashtag blessed. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right, okay. right. Okay, and so. you deserve to be smacked in the face. Well, but what that would be is an action that is taking place from a place of, ego from a place of selfishness, it's a good action, that's still going to result in bad karma. Yeah. Your bad karma is that psychologically, there's some issues with you with your ego. And the stronger and more present your ego is in your life, the more bad karma that you're going to build up. So you you don't believe even in that way, even in well, that look, way of thinking for, about it? First of all, it's, there's always the danger of stretching the definition so thinly that it loses meaning. If you ask me, do I think that if you're always a bad person that that will eventually have some effect on you? I think that's very possible, right? I mean, it's one of those things where the punishment is you have to live with being you. Well, that's right? it. You're that's a shitty whole, person. That's the that's whole. Not, that's not... That's not karma, though. Yes, that what, is no, what, what they it think is. Karma. That just, is actually the correct definition I of karma. Do not believe that in any way. One hundred percent. You can support that with any. I can Hindu text I at can, all. I can. I can. Well, feel free. What the law of karma is more concerned about is what's going on in here in your mind, and this is the really most damaging part of the whole thing. Is that immediately, as soon as you take the bad, selfish action, what happens is that you already suffer the consequence, even. If you don't get caught, even if nobody sees you, you have to recognize how damaging this damage is on the inside. Now, there can be a collective karma as well, where you are taking part in a, in a society or you're a proponent of a society that is very 
selfish and self-motivated. The West is, an, you know, capitalism mm-hmm. and all of that. We are a part of society that is creating a lot of bad karma it, because it's very selfish. It's very me first motivated society. Whereas it would be good karma to be a little bit more selfless. I mean, I don't know that that's what karma is. I mean, that's a it's a generous interpretation of it, but then you're really not distinguishing it from just you know having to deal with your own psychological problems. That's that's right? that, but that's, that's not really an, that's not really that theory isn't really doing anything at that point. Then, if you tell me that if you're a shitty person, you might not like the fact that you're a shitty person. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's reasonable. I don't think that's karma. That is what that is the proper definition of it. I what don't we think that that's it, it is the force generated by a person's actions held in Hinduism and Buddhism to perpetuate transmigration and its ethical consequences to determine the nature of the person's next existence. That's the definition of karma. Yes. And you're saying that's wrong? No, I, I am saying that in the present tense, your bad actions will pro- will lead you probably towards more bad actions because the more weighed down you get. I I guess that's fine. But, you know, so you you do these bad things and it brings back this sort of bad negative way of of existing because you do these bad things. There's nothing necessarily that's going to stop you from doing the bad things. I think that people think that karma is going to come in and something so bad is going to happen that these people will learn their lesson. lesson. But that's just just not how it it really is meant to work. All it is is this, you build it up in your life and you you say, and then if you do believe that you go on to a next life, well then maybe the, in the next life, it's like lessons, right? So you are, keep- you, are you arguing that karma is like this Jiminy Cricket that's saying, you know, he, he, you know, I'm your conscience. You've done all these horrible things. Now feel bad about it. No? You might feel bad about it. You might not feel bad right, about it. Because but the reality is, is a, your bad yeah, karma Psychopaths is, don't feel right, bad about it. But right? your bad karma is building up and it will lead, if you then believe in... Building up where? In your psychological ledger. So if that is the correct def- definition of karma, that it's an internal thing, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to see an immediate punishment. I don't even remember most of the shitty things that I've done. Right. But you, but they, you carry I'm them fine with, with you. That. No, well, do I though? You do. Where are they if I can't remember them? All right, let me ask you this. Here's a little thought experiment. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've lived for thirty years. Mm-hmm. I've got some, you know, karmic score internally, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in a horrible car accident, which you might say, "Oh, there's your karma right there." No, you're in a horrible car accident. You lose all of your memories. Mm-hmm. You're starting from scratch. Where'd the karma go? Still there? The karma is still there weighing you down because no, it's, it's not. It, it is. If if it's if it's if you have no memory of it, no access to the memory of it, it has no impact on you. It's not there. It doesn't make it necessarily meaningless in this in this paradigm. It is meaningful. Like let's say only that th- under certain circumstances, though, right? It's only meaningful if a you have some access to the feelings or memories associated with your karmic score. Like mm-hmm. you don't remember anything about it. You don't, it doesn't impact your feelings, mm-hmm. right? Because you have no memory of it, no impact on your life. How can you even say that it exists? Because of the you want, way, no, you know, because of the way that it impacts your future. But it doesn't. I, my future started over when I was 30 after the car accident. There's but no, I have no recollection of anything that happened before It doesn't matter, that. but your karma is still with Where you. Where is it sitting? And, 
in your unconscious, in your unconscious mind. Do you disagree that there is a possibility that people suppress memories? You can absolutely suppress memories, sure. And they can still have impact on you because the act of suppressing them doesn't necessarily make them go away. But I'm talking in my little thought experiment, which I get to design. Yeah, you can. It doesn't erase. Just because you can't remember it, it does not erase the fact that, that you sure. did those things. So here's, here's, here's how that could play out. Yeah. How that karma from the way that you were before could play out in your eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Right. All right. So you did those things. Alleged. You forgot allegedly. About, you <laughs> forgot about them. Right. But everybody but else. Everybody remembers. else remembers them. So those things still are there, and those things are going to impact the way that people would relate to you. All right. Let's take my example further. Then car accident, memory wipe, move to uh, Korea. <laughs> Nobody knows me there. <laughs> Where's the karma? It's still in your unconscious mind. And it might, even if you are I, not, you don't, listen, if even you, you if don't you, know that. well, you don't know that it, it wouldn't. No, but in my example, I, I have no access to those memories. You if, may, are you, you saying that that's impossible? So you don't have access to those memories. Right. Fine. But you are still the person who is probably going to make some of those same karmic errors. So that's those, an interesting in those point. Beha- those behavior. That's Does your behavior change completely right. with your mind well, erase? That's an interesting point. So now you're getting to maybe the kind of person I am is somehow hardwired into me. If you wipe the slate clean at the age of 30 and you end up being the exact same kind of person, then you can't really argue that that was a result of free will choices or upbringing or anything. It was hardwired into you. Uh-huh. You were going to be that kind of guy. Okay. Well, along those lines, think about this. Henry VIII. Henry <laughs> VIII ha- was described as being one way, and then he had a very se- severe head injury. Yes. And after that, he became the tyrant that we now know right. as like this yeah, horrifying because figure. he was probably damaged mentally. Some mental. And his uh, regulatory functions, his executive functions in his brain were impaired so in some way. So his, his behavior supposedly changed from before and after the, yeah. you know, from before to after this happen. accident. Sure. Okay. So let's say that it, you were a terrible person beforehand and you had the accident and then your sl- slate was wiped clean. And then afterwards you suddenly were a nice person. Right. Then does that karma follow you yeah, along? The karma isn't gone. All of those acts still happen. Where? I mean, they did happen. They, right? they happen. But you but can't take how are, away. Are that they, they echoing in any way? Well, you can't. It, listen, it doesn't matter. It, they happen. They existed in the past. Those things happen. Then let's say you've got people who you, you move to to Korea. Still, those things happened. Yeah, but nobody now knows you about go them. forward and you start doing things more from a selfless standpoint, a less ego yeah. standpoint, and you're more selfless. Well, that is going to help you even out your karma, right? Because obviously at a certain point you do enough selfless selfless things, you start to change the way that you interact with the world in the same way that if you're doing enough bad things, your karma is that you're just going to continue to do bad and bad and bad and it could snowball. Most probably people do a little bit of both. And it kind of, maybe it evens itself out. I feel like you're playing a little bit of a shell game 
with the karma. You're the like, karma is there. You did the those things. You can't if you if you erase your memory. So those you're things equating, still happen. You're equating that gets karma carried along with history. With you. Your own history, right? And, and of course, there is a collective karma. Okay, and that brings up Carl Jung, right? Because Carl Jung would he was interrogating these ideas and yeah. what is karma and, and is there re- reincarnation and things like that. He was he was he speaks to some of that. Spoiler alert: There super is not. Well, okay, <laughs> but even if there is no reincarnation, right. even if you take away the most fantastical elements of it like reincarnation yeah. and you get on this cycle and this is and and let's say that your life is a to to z and all of that in between and then that's it the beginning and the end and hard end right. and there's nothing else after that still within your life May plus ultra they say within that lifespan yes i think it's perfectly reasonable to think that there is there is karma within that lifespan as long as you don't expect that karma or confused that karma is actually divine retribution or in some way, just because you're a bad person, bad things will happen to you. I, I think if you are a bad person, your karma is to be a bad person. And that is the karma. Right. And you just keep going on and being this selfish. What if you're a bad person, but you're deliriously happy every day of your life? Well, I mean, ask Donald Trump. I don't I know. know. Well, I don't think he's deliriously uh, do you, so, happy. But do you, think, do you think that there are any really, really bad people who are just deliriously happy? I don't think that sure, they're happy. I think, I, think, I, think if you're, I think if you're a psychopath, then you could be perfectly happy with all of your bad acts. You may enjoy them, but still it's bad karma that you're building up because if you do that bad act and then again, and then you get away with it and you think, well, I'm going to do that again and well, again and again sure. and again, you're just putting. But if you keep getting away with it, there's no karmic response, right? It's just, I mean, it's there. Yeah, it's not the really doing anything. The perpetuation of your evil is the karmic, is the, is yeah, you have to continue to live in that evil. Even if you don't realize that you're living in evil, you're living in evil. Here is let's let's steal man karma the karmic act, yeah. uh, argument okay so if you plant a seed that is a sunflower seed mm-hmm. a sunflower grows generally you don't plant a sunflower seed and then a pumpkin grows that would be weird you're reaping what you sow by and large in the world do you agree I would like to think that I don't know that that's necessarily true I think I say that. When someone does get their comeuppance, then I say, oh, yeah, you know, you reap what you sow. I also see totally horrible people be fabulously successful. I'm like, oh, they're just they're reaping what everybody else is sowing. doesn't matter how shitty they are. They're still having a, they're living their best life. Well, are they living their best life? Well, so, but so, see, you, so, now you're trying to put yourself in their head and claim. No, but that's where that this they're generally, exists. No, I know, but you're now you want to claim that they are have some level of dissatisfaction because they're horrible people, which may be the case. They don't even have to have dissatisfaction. They don't even have to be cognizant of the yeah. dissatisfaction. So it's just they're an just, imaginary scoreboard, and just, it doesn't really impact anything. It's kind of like it would impact them. They would continue to be terrible people. Until they don't, right? I mean, they could change, right? Um, they could. They could start being more so wh- selfless. And what happened to the karma? The karma exists, but now they're working towards a better karma. They're trying to re- re- to better their karma. So I'm that just would trying be finding, to be convinced that it's something more sort than of a, an, a, of a self-actualization. Yeah, I'm just trying <clears> to be convince myself that it's something more than just an imaginary score that doesn't really have an effect. Where's the karma is what I want to know where it is. The karma is in ourselves. So when you like see someone. in the liver? No, Mark. When you see someone in the psychology of a person, okay. in the way that people behave, it's not 
something that you can pick up and hold. Yeah. It is something that affects, it has an effect on the way that people behave. So if you are selfish and you keep doing selfish things, you're a selfish person. That is not a great way to live. And people don't typically love selfish people. It's, it's a pretty isolating, awful way to live. You know what I think is possible? I think maybe that we ascribe karma to things after the fact. Oh, I think many people in the West do that. I think that that is the wrong way to look yeah. at it. Because then you're just labeling any bad thing that happens to somebody as karma. People in the West, this is the Western perspective, have a gross misunderstanding of what it means. They think that it is that, that there is going to be some kind of Divine retribution. Retribution, divine right. retribution. And even if they don't subscribe to Christian doctrine, you know, mm -hmm. they still, in the West, that is, you know, sort of that's the paradigm in which we've been all kind of raised. So I think that there is a tendency towards saying, well, the universe will take care of things. And then you kind of deify the universe, or you sort of say, the universe is an actor. Well, the universe right. isn't an actor. It's not, but that's many people believe that it is, or they believe that there's some fundamental fabric of the universe that, you know, keeps track of shit like this, right? What if the Western use of karma is really just a way to justify our schadenfreude? <laughs> I think that that's it. Right? Because we're that like, I'm glad that bad shit happened to that guy. And you're like, ooh, that's kind of wicked of me. Ah, but it's karma. karma. I'm just celebrating karma, the karmic nature of the universe. A hundred percent. Then you'll get people who believe enough in karma that when they think something like that, then they say, ooh, that's bad karma. Or you might yeah. say to some, you know, you might say about someone, oh, I hope that they their plane crashes or whatever. Right, right. And then you go, oh, I shouldn't have said that because karma, right? Right, right. Because now my plane's going to crash, which, by the way, is false. No, right. What it, What's going to happen is if you believe in karma in the sort of Eastern way is having that impulse, that thought. That's the mm -hmm. karma. That's the bad karma right there. That is yeah. it. That you are a person who would think a thought like that. That's your bad karma. I do think that it's that. I think that we as a the human as race. As a species. As a species, I believe that we like to see people that we dislike come to harm mm -hmm. or have something bad happen to them. And especially if they've been really riding you or whatever, right. whatever it is. And you can't, it's, you can't bank on that because number one, that's bad karma for yourself. Yeah. Or you have to just accept the fact that, you know what, I'm going to do something. It's bad karma. I know, but most of the time I operate from a place of selflessness, selflessness well, and so goodness. Could you restate what you just said there and leave out the word karma? I realize that this is bad, but it's something that I want to do and I'm okay with it. You well, don't yeah, even have to use the word karma. But yeah, that's what I'm telling you. So what is karma you? adding to that? It's a, just a way of expressing karma yeah. is not a thing. And that's what you're... I agree. Karma is karma just is a way idea. of expressing what you, you, you reap what you sow. Okay. Well, and as long as we understand that, that, that the universe doesn't care about that. No, as, the universe, no one, definition. there's no sentient anything, right. universe or, or are there any, God or anything. There's no physical laws or anything like that that impose mm -mm. karma. No. But um, I think a lot more things than we are willing to credit are morally neutral. It's not, they're not good or bad. It's just, that's how shit is, right? Like a volcano isn't good or bad. It's not morally good or bad. It's bad if you get caught in one. 
but you know plate tectonics are fairly important to the existence of this planet so but it, it's not a moral there's a lot of things that just in fact once you leave the human race i don't think you can really discuss morality in any sensible way I guess one would argue that if you had a bad karmic cycle as a human, you might come back as a bug. And then that's just you're living out your karmic cycle from your past life as this bug. But since I believe that, especially on the insect level, morality is a meaningless discussion, how do you improve your lot to be not a bug next time? You just bug better than any other bug? Yeah, maybe there's you, no there's no moral choices being made by a wasp. I think basically we define moral good as things that humans like, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that dolphin, you know, threw a fish at me. I liked that. Therefore, he's good. When really it was just a dolphin, uh, just a dolphin dolphining, right? It's like, hey, I, I enjoy throwing fish. I threw it in that direction. I wasn't trying to help a guy out or anything. Or even if I was, you know, maybe they have some other kind of more hardwired reason for that rather than, you know what, I'm going to give these humans a break today, or I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do a double flip because I know they love that. Right? <laughs> Morality is a very human idea and it's rooted in our social structures, but it's really loses its meaning. The further you go outside of the human race. All right, let's talk about let's talk about it from the Jungian perspective, though, because right. you and I are all, I, I, and I could be I don't have a really strong feeling about it. Like yeah. I'm just taking the opposite side. I do feel like you reap what you sow, and I feel like it's a pretty ongoing process. But that's only because we've de we've decided that people who are bad people ultimately don't like being bad people, right? We because we project our conscience. And our morality onto them and saying, man, I know if I was that shitty of a person, I would be very unhappy. But I don't know that we know that for everybody. And well, right? there may be some people who can like have a sociopath. They maybe they maybe they don't know the difference, right? They, or they, they don't, don't care. Or they don't care. But right. I really think it's more that they don't necessarily understand the difference. They don't understand how negative their karma is until they start to move past that and start to because haven't you ever done this where you get yourself into like a real negative cycle and then a, like a thought cycle and then well maybe not you because you're not self-aware see and this it yeah. does go down to self-actualization yeah. i think it really does i think that this that's why i keep saying it it Did feels like a, me? it feels like no you've said that many times yourself so for me it feels like a very internal yeah. thing karma i think that car i mean i understand karma better if you drill it down to the individual and then it is a very individual thing. And in that case, it could be just for your lifetime, but haven't you ever had it where you get yourself into a negative cycle, it's these negative thought after negative thought, and they just breed on each other. And it's sort yeah. of like, well, Oh, woe is me. And then it's just negative, negative, negative. And you might even be doing negative things. Like you're like, uh, I'm stuck in this cycle. Right. I've started heroin again. Whatever. <laughs> maybe, or maybe it's just being you know unkind. The secret, you know what the secret to that is? Hmm multiplication what if you multiply a negative by a negative oh. <laughs> it's a positive all right so let's say you're you're in that and then there's something that shifts in your thinking and you start doing more positive things and right. thinking more and it just seems like that then snowballs so i, I yeah. do believe that there is a cause and effect and i think it's just a simple thing like that it's just the way that your mind is working going back to jung 
the way that he talks about the shadow self and sort of the unconscious and he expands it to the collective unconscious so there's so there's generational we inherit it's not necessarily we lived a past life but we inherit what came to us it's consequences so historical consequences historical consequences right so but in the case of having a shadow self what jung says is that what is not expressed and brought to light will result in bad things happen happening so he says when an inner situation is not made conscious it appears outside as fate and so he's saying if you keep repressing actions or your activities or whatever let's say you're a bad person out and you're doing bad things but you just keep kind of shoving that down into your unconscious and you build this enormous shadow self yeah what he would say is that at some point there's going to be something you're going to be such a, a dissonance with yourself that's how they talk about for instance grief you yeah. can pretend you can try not to grieve, but the grief will get you eventually. You you have to grieve. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, mm-hmm. that you are a more empathetic person than I am. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's just pretend. Yeah, we'll just pretend that, right? Okay. Do you think on average that makes you happier than I am? Or does it not expose you to really more struggles and pain and grief? Uh, the empathy probably causes me to be more sensitive to things and bad things that are going on around me. So, so how's that working? Because I think we can agree that being empathetic is a moral positive. Right? Well, empathy. So you're you're stuck on the moral question here. I'm talking about the psychological. What, what, what is karma measuring if it's not measuring morality? It, I'm talking about the psychological weight that it yeah. that that so bad actions might take put on you. So but empathy's and my not empathy, a bad action. No, my empathy has nothing to do with it. I am talking now about things that I am maybe repressing that I'm not accepting about myself yeah. that I do not. I am not self-aware, and, I, and let's say, okay, and I've got a bunch of stuff in my shadow. You are painfully self-aware. I am extremely self-aware. I did not used to be. Yeah. But and and I would argue to you that absent of empathy, I mean, empathy is a bonus that I have. That is it really? Yes. No, I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because my empathy allows me to be kinder to people generally. I'm not kind to everyone. I'm not because there are oh, some yeah. people who are terrible people and doing right. terrible things yeah. and I'm I'm obviously not kind to them. Right. Because I am self-aware, there's less in my shadow that will hold me back from from progressing forward and becoming more self-actualized. You are so, so afraid to look at who you are I that you're <laughs> no well you think and, no, and, I, mean, I, think and you may, I like talking about me. Does that count? Well, but see you, your karma is wow. Is amazing. <laughs> your karma is really stuck up to be I mean you know, not that I don't suffer and struggle as much as anybody else, I guess, but it doesn't really bother me, right? I mean, I'm not upset. No, you. I mean, it. I know that I you're not. I know that you're not. I don't think not. there's one day I'm going to come crashing down and go, oh, I wish I was self, more self-aware no, the last but 50 you will, years. But what you can't imagine is what if you were more self-aware, who knows where you might be. Right, but you can't imagine what if I was less self-aware, where would I be? I'd be like, jail. well, I'd be on the other side of this. <laughs> I'd be on the other side of this podcast desk is where I would be. <laughs> you'd be in jail, man. If you were any less self-aware, you'd be a no, sociopath. <laughs> I'm a generally nice person. I'm engaging. I'm friendly. <laughs> sexy. <laughs> Good dancer. Yeah, I mean that's all. These are all great things to be. It seems like we're not really. You're not really willing to pin some of these things down 
because and you'll just say like if I say well it doesn't seem to be bothering me you go but it will I and don't like, know you don't know you that, might not right? you may never ever experience any kind of feeling but but the fact is is that even let's say you're doing bad things you're not you let's know say. You're, let's say you're doing bad things you're you're you you are the there mark you Come I just on. threw a pen at Christina. Don't, don't do well, that. I was doing a, a real life example. All right. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is that you may not think that things are bad, but things could, right. could be so much better for you if you weren't so self-centered. You say that, but it might not, that might not be the case. Might not be, but I think that it, I, I think that it. If you so you're or saying, or your general level of happiness, I don't even mean that like materially things could be right, better, right. but your general level of happiness could so here, be better. That's the question. If we're trying to progress, what are we progressing toward? Is it more self awareness? Is it more self actualization? If those are different yeah, in no, any way, no, or is it more happiness? Self actualization, theoretically, right? No one knows this for a fact, but it does seem to be true. The more self actualized you are, the happier you are. Define that. Like, what would self actualizing? If I'm not be hiding a bunch of shit from myself. Yeah. Which I might perpetuate by continuing down the path that makes those things happen. Like, let's yeah. say debt. That's okay. an easy one to think about. So it's not good to be in debt. Well, it, it can, I, it, I, I don't agree. Oh, my God. Mark, it's not good to be over your head in right. debt. Right. Okay. Just like overextended and in debt. Right. And, you That's know, different. Okay. But okay, yes. Right. I understand Good debt versus bad debt, I mean, but like you do. horrible debt, like you're over, right. but you keep doing the things that make you in debt. Yeah. Because you kind of hide from yourself that you've got right. this you're debt. You're in denial. You're in denial of You this don't debt. open the credit card bill when it comes. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're in denial. You, I've heard people do that. <laughs> you're in denial and you continue then to make the bad decisions that keep you right. in debt. That's kind of the way I think that karma works. And then you've still got that debt. You can pretend it doesn't exist, but you know it exists. There's something in you that knows it exists and that has to, it may not weigh on you in every day that you're walking around going, oh my God, oh my God, I'm in debt. But, yeah, but it might, yeah. But it might, or it might happen, it might work itself out in different ways. You may not be consciously thinking about during the day, oh, I'm in debt, I'm in debt. But at night, you can't sleep as well because yeah. still in your mind somewhere, that in your shadow, you've got this debt. You've got this debt and you know that that debt is out there. I think that that's – and then then you clear up that debt and miraculously you start sleeping better. So this is going to shock you, but I'm now going to try to poke a hole in that. <laughs> well, what's the hole? No, no. You, are you saying that, that there are there, people – I think there just, are – I think there is an argument to be made that at times – not being quite so self-aware is a benefit. For example, let's say you've experienced some major trauma. Well, the human mind a lot of times will do some work to hide that from you because it's better for you to not dwell on or wallow in that horrible negativity or you could or even just being able to, you know, forget a mistake. Right now, you know, you can make the argument, oh, you shouldn't forget any mistakes because then you might make them again. But if you're walking around carrying the weight of all your bad decisions with you all the time, and that would be an extreme example, and I'm not implying that that's what you do. That, too, kind of keeps you from being the person you want to be. Right. Here's the thing. If you're if you're shoving down bad decisions and you're not confronting them, 
Yeah. Or let's say, like you said, we you, you forget about them. I don't think that you ever, ever really completely forget. You may not think about them. You may not remember them all the time. I don't think that you forget them, though. I think that they are there. I guarantee I've done bad shit that I cannot remember in any way. I Right, that you can't. At the, it's not on the top of your mind, but it is still in your memory. Well, I don't know that that's the case either. Well, I believe that it is. I think that it, I rewrote uh, that sector of my hard disk. I so. know, no, but but I think that you're still looking at it in a way that if you can't remember it, it didn't happen, or in no, some no, way it, it disappears. Saying, it but did you're certainly still less self aware. Okay, if but if you're less self, so self awareness is not bringing it all up to the surface and then just slogging through life with it all on top of your mind. Could be. That's not what it. No, no, no. Self awareness means you take all of that stuff out, you examine it, and you un, you try to understand why did you push that down? Why did you? Why did you repress that? thing or that thought yeah, or that idea it was horrible well maybe but but then you say to yourself well like, i did it a, that was a good decision mark way to self-awareness is a way to confront the things bad yeah. things that we try to hide from ourselves and become okay with it we might not with because if you confront it and you say oh i did this bad thing i know that i did this bad thing I don't want to do that anymore. That's not the kind of person that I want to be. I don't want it lurking in my shadow. Right. I'm going to confront that this is the kind of thing that I could have done and why and figure out what it is that made you make that bad decision, whatever that choice is that made yeah. you make that bad decision. And then once you've confronted it, it's not a hidden monster under the bed anymore. I'm just saying that I think it's a bit of a double-edged sword, that if you are extremely self-aware you aren't able to let go of things like that yeah you do let go of it that's what I a self-aware person mm -hmm. does yes you integrate it back into yourself in a helpful way rather than a harmful way well, if if you're shedding light on on correct, this but. well but that is what it is you have this way of, of arguing where you go well no that i don't i don't think that that's true well, well but I i'm mean, happy okay. then, then just say why don't you think that's true and i guarantee you i'll have something to say <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like you just so don't want to hear the whole argument. You're like, oh, you just stated something. I'm like, yeah, I know that's how it works. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm like, I don't think that's true. You're like, well, it is true. I'm like, how is your argument better than my argument? Oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm saying this is. I know you're just that's stating how, that's, it. That's that's Jungian psychology, Mark. Well. Mm. <laughs> Okay. I know, but <laughs> okay, but there's probably a reason why there's not a lot of Jungians running oh, around God, anymore. More now than before. Well, for a while, for a while there weren't, weren't yeah. but I mean, I think that he's on. But, the uh, by the way, again. I'm not sure that science should have fashion. Do you believe in cause and effect? Do you believe that your actions dictate what comes back at you? Well, there's always yeah. I believe in cause and effect. Obviously, if something happens to me. Something caused that. What I don't necessarily believe in is that it's caused by necessarily actions I took, right? It can. Certainly, if I fall off a roof, that happened because I decided to be on a roof, mm -hmm. right? That would not have happened if I decided not to be on a roof. Right. It would be very unlikely for me to fall off of the roof in right. that case. Right. So... Yes, I believe in cause and effect, and I think I agree with you to a certain extent that the causes of our behaviors or feelings can be buried, mm -hmm. right, and can resurface. Mm -hmm. That's why people who are in very restrictive, for example, religious cults end up acting crazy, mm -hmm. right, because they're so repressed 
that all these impulses have nowhere to go and they come out all at once. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the case, but it's often the case. So, yes, I believe in cause and effect. Mm -hmm. What else? Well. But I don't know that that's the same thing as karma. Well, that essentially is. There's a cause and effect. You do something and then something happens because you've done that. Well, but it's not necessarily because of something that I've done previously in my life. Although I guess you can say the sum of all your behaviors. The sum of all your behaviors. Well, okay. Your behavior begets behavior begets behavior. All right. Well, again, I don't know what work the word karma is really doing there, I guess is what I'm saying. And as a religious metaphysical concept, it's failing in that case, right? Why? Because you're not really alleging that it metaphysically exists. That there's not something, you can't point at something and go, see, that's where the karma is. It's right there. What you're just doing is you're using it as a term to kind of describe your current state of being, mm-hmm. right, as a result of all the choices you've made in your life, which right. is a cause and effect thing. That's fine, but I don't think that's really what we mean when we say karma. That's what I am saying. I, I don't am think saying, anybody really means no, it I that No, I think way. that there are, I think that fundamentally. You maybe. No, fundamentally, I think Eastern people understand it in that way that is not that is definitely not the case in the religious sense they're definitely tying that concept to previous and future lives you're right some of them are some of them are not some of them think about it just in a lifespan i guess but but some we're getting a smaller and smaller group no but but some of them you're not wrong that your previous life and 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 what you're doing now and your future and your future whatever might happen to you in your future life but you're on a cycle to hopefully learn and change your ways and move towards it and transcend until you reach nirvana, right? Then you get off the cycle of being reborn again. You're not having to do that grind anymore. There is a goal in mind. The grind is half the fun. There is a goal in mind, but the, you know, you may, it may take you many, many, many lifetimes to go through that cycle. How many do you think I'm on right now? Oh oh my God. (laughs) Maybe you're very young. Maybe I am. Maybe this is my first shot. Maybe this is your first time around. (laughs) I'm like, hey guys, I'm new. I'm Mark. What's up? Uh, You guys been on the wheel for a while, huh? Wow. Uh, my, I'm first timer, first time caller. You know, I uh, I don't really get the hang of this. It really seems like a lot of work, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. So uh, I'm just gonna take my spin and see how it goes. You know, I'm not gonna worry about it that much. But okay, I just think that. And where have you? But you've been at this grind for like maybe like twenty five thousand years. Oh God, I hope think? not. No, because then I would would I have been twenty five thousand years ago? Well, I guess I would have been. A, caveman well no you'd probably been you know a hunter gatherer of some sort yeah i feel like that has probably been true (laughs) i've I've definitely done a lot of gathering around the block a lot uh no i just think that it's an interesting concept because i've i always see people saying things like you know they get they're getting what they deserve it's their karma and it's just not it, it just irks me because if there is a right way to think about it that I don't think is it. I just don't think that you see. I, I, I think what tr- people try to do is that karma is a day-to-day quick, um, and maybe not quick, but it's a day-to-day kind of divine retribution that is meted out through your lifetime. Yeah. That's not it. That's imagine. And, yeah. and at the end of your, you know, and then some people might say, well, Christians, what Christians are essentially saying is that, you know, you've done what you've done. You've sinned 
this yeah. much in your life. And at right. the end, you'll be judged for what you did. And then you'll get right. your comeuppance, whatever it right. is. You'll be in hell or in heaven or whatever. Purgatory. So, yeah. I'd like, on the I mean, purgatory sounds probably the best. Is <laughs> suffering heaven, for no. a sort of sort, no, certain purgatory of is not suffering. It is suffering. Well, in in the only in the sense that you're not in the divine presence, right? But you're not like no, you're being you're doing you're, you're not like getting burned. Yeah, and shit. You, you can be in purgatory. Okay. There bad things can be happening to you. There's you know you have to work off the sin. I don't know that you're correct about that. I think that you, I am. But in any event, uh, it sounds, I mean, heaven and hell don't really sound that exciting to me. So <laughs> not my thing. I'd just rather be punished unless, for an yeah, indeterminate unless, amount of time. Unless there's like, you know, if it's more kind of like Valhalla where we do daily battles against each other, you know, <laughs> and then we're reborn the next day. <laughs> that I could get into. <laughs> that might be cool. Really brush up on my sword skills. Oh my God, give me a break. You know, I think that what people believe karma is in the West is that it's just going to be this divine retribution, divine retribution, but on a daily basis so or, you, can get, you know, at least so on you weekly can get your or monthly daily, recommended daily allowance of schadenfreude. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> it. Right. And, but why are we like that? Why do we want to see people? Well, there is such their... a thing called Freudenfreude. That's the opposite of schadenfreude. That's when you feel good about something good happening to somebody else. Oh, I do that. I feel good about well, good okay. things happening to Look, people. Look, well, this is not about you just, you know, well, I, I experience You're like, oh, no. yes, I do that. No, yes, I, don't do I the experience that a lot. Of course, yeah. I experience that yeah, a lot. And that's but a I healthier mean, emotion. Well, I think is, we would say. is it wrong to take pleasure yeah. in seeing people oh, yeah. have bad things come to oh, them? Oh, yeah. Really? You think oh, yeah. that's wrong? Oh, yeah. That's a, I mean, look, it's understandable, but I mean, it's hard to say that that's a good thing. Mm -mm. Right. Yeah. Like I would like to see somebody experience some misery. Well, you probably would, but it's hard to say that that's morally right. Right. Or <laughs> praiseworthy in any way. Do you believe in fate? Nope. So um, I should correct that. I should expand on that. I don't believe that I do not live my life or really invest a lot of time thinking about fate. Like this was destined to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Because. While it is entirely possible that we live in a very deterministic but also hopelessly complex universe, that it may be once the Big Bang happened, everything else was pretty much inevitable, mm -hmm. right? Like the way I behave is a result of my genetics and the way I was raised, but the way I was raised was determined by the, their genetics and the way they were raised. So everything was just a domino, you know, cascading through time that eventually everything that happened had to happen, mm -hmm. right? We live in a necessary universe. Mm -hmm. Everything that happened had to happen. That is possible. I 100% see how that could be the case because, of course, you know, uh, we are determined a lot by our biology and our circumstances, things that are beyond our control. And But I think you have to live your life as if that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You have to pretend you have free will because you might, you might not, you might, it might be the illusion of free will. And I think in a lot of cases it is, it is right. We think we have freedom of choice. Like we're at the voting booth or whatever. And we're like, you know, this is more so the case, I think 20 years ago than it is now. And we're like, I have a choice and I'm choosing to vote for this guy because that's, you know, that's my freedom when really the two parties decided who their guys were. You didn't have any input in that, really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it may even be the case that, you know, wink, wink, why don't you put up a weak candidate against us here and we'll give, we'll put up a weak candidate against you over there. You know, you might have less freedom in your choice than you think. But I think you have to live your life as if fate is not real 
and that you do have free will because I guarantee you what if fate is real, we have no access to it. There is we just do not have you would have to know so much about all the potential causes in the universe mm -hmm. that you would just basically be God at that point. But with the existence of fate, fate would negate everything. karma. Everything. It would negate it would, morality. It would, yeah. It would negate heroism. It would negate betrayal. Everything would just basically be. Oh, I mean, you're the one. You're the proverbial wind up clock, right? Mm -hmm. You the, at some point the creator or whoever wound up the clock, and it just played out the way it has to play out, and there's no diverging from that path. I don't think you can live your life like that. People do. The I mean, in uh, Norse mythology, I mean, that's they believe that the 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 skein of your life is is set at the moment of your birth. And it's just a matter of time before the fates clip your thread, right? And you and they lived like that. That's why they were their culture tended to be more warlike because they're like, look, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die, and whatever. It's going to either happen or isn't. There's nothing I can do to change that. Uh, I just, but I don't think you can live your life that way. I don't think it's good to live your life that way. At least I don't. Mm -hmm. I just assume that I'm making choices, and yes, there are consequences to those choices, and and that's just you know that, that's just how life works. Yeah. I do recognize that there are many things that will happen to me in my life that I do not have control over, right? I cannot control the behavior of other people, really. I can't control the conditions in the world. I can't control the weather yet, but I just don't feel like I can live my life as if everything is fated. Fate to you, it's interesting that when I bring up fate, you, you imagine bad scenarios. Well, sure. But like... Sure, you could be fated to, you know, be win the lottery. No, or you could be fated to. A lot of people like to believe that they're fated to meet someone, right. their they're, partner, they're or what. Not. <laughs> You're fated to meet some people, and you can decide maybe one of them is a good fit for you. But there, look, there's no sense in thinking that there's only one person ever that could be your correct match. Because then the, your chances of meeting them are infinitesimally small. Mm -hmm. Let's assume they even exist in the same time period as you. Mm -hmm. What if they're in, you know, Pakistan? You going to Pakistan anytime soon? No, you Probably might not. never meet them. You yeah. might so never that's meet them. silly. All Fine. right, here's one thing that I, I feel confident in saying, <laughs> okay? Now, let's, let's see. Let's say yeah. you have taken to, in this world karma does exist let's okay. say we're assuming that it exists okay so whatever we're, it is. we're assuming that karma exists in this cause and effect way once you're in karma once your karma is playing out yeah your prayers are ineffective as fuck oh yeah you can't pray your way out of it you can't pray your unless, way out of karma unless the act of praying is a positive karmic action but the act of praying would be selfish in that consider in that way right yeah. like okay so so but did, oh sorry, does that mean that we can't have self interest? No, we well you can, you shouldn't. No, in a, in a perfect world, you should be not that's self interested silly. because oh, that's ridiculous. Well, but, but okay, so the Stoics are like tisk tisking at you right now. <laughs> but let's say let so so let's put out this. What if this happens? So yeah. someone's a dick. Someone's an awful awful person. Right. They're doing terrible shitty things. They're going around saying, I, "I yes, I did those things, but I know I did those things. And, and I'm fine with it. No, well, not even I'm fine with oh. it. I'll do better. But then they just keep doing those same right, bad things. Right? They're in this, to you and to themselves. They're right in this bad karmic cycle, right? They're doing all of all these right. selfish, awful things. And then 
something happens, let's say, to a family member of theirs. Right. They get the COVID or something. Something really bad happens and this this family member is, you know, on death's door or whatever else. That, some people might say, is their karma because they acted yeah. badly. And especially if people are, are of the mind of saying things like, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. Like, to me, that tempts fate. I know you don't believe in temp. I definitely fate. don't. But if I go, go running around and pronouncing out loud, I've got nothing left to lose, you know, whatever. That's as soon as as soon as the fates hear that, they're like, oh, aha, uh-huh, really? You think you have nothing left to lose? Let me show you what you have to, left to lose. You do have things left Are you left picturing to lose. the Norns right now? Like, <laughs> Over a cauldron somewhere yeah. going, oh, did Christina say anything about fate? Oh, she didn't yet? Okay, she will. Don't worry. We're watching. <laughs> We're watching, All, right? Always watching. Always watching, right. No, but so let's say there's, so this is, and then this bad thing happens, and then the person who's in this bad karmic cycle comes out and says, please pray for me. Yeah. Well, that's a selfish thing to do. Of course. Just, but, you know, it, selfishness is not... Always so bad. it's still negative. No, that that would still be negative karma. Well, so, you think that. Well, uh, prayers are not going to help you in a karmic Well, system. they're definitely not. And that's because there's nobody listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I find that idea that, you know, okay, you have this bad person and then something bad happens to somebody they care about and calling that their karma because... Now you have another person who's not necessarily well, they're, they haven't done anything to deserve that. Why are they getting that? Well, sh- why are they getting that they, ton of shit? Well, maybe on they them? also that's their own karma as well. Or maybe they just got cancer because that's how cancer works, right? One hundred percent. I'm not. Oops. I'm not saying that this is true. I'm saying that yeah. that that well, I actually I find that to be a bad reasoning. That also is Schadenfreude. Schaden- oh, it's definitely Schadenfreude, and I think it's even worse than regular schadenfreude because now it's third person schadenfreude kind of. So yeah, because you're- I'm glad that bad thing happened to someone you love because that makes you feel bad. Yeah. That's fucked up. That's really mean, right? It is very and mean. And yet it happens. Oh, no, it certainly does. And yet it happens. I really think that karma needs to be better defined if you want me to take it seriously as a concept. And if the only thing it means is just the sum total of your personal history, then I'm not swayed that it's a useful idea. I'm not saying that I believe that karma exists. No, I'm not saying that you are either. I'm just saying in general, I would need it to be better defined to get me on board, right? Well, it is the action and then the result of those actions and those things pass. But but not necessarily. Build up in your life and your I do believe that you can have consequences from a lifetime of bad decisions, right? Yeah. Or, or well, even and that's evil your karma. Decisions. That would be your karma. Yeah, but you can also have you can also make all those exact same bad decisions. In a, a different person could make all those bad decisions, and everything works out just fine. Right, but they still have the bad karma. Well, but I mean, again, if it has no effect, how is it useful as an idea? You know what I mean? Well, it does have an effect. It has an instant effect as soon as you say or do something bad. Right, but I mean an effect on your life, right? I mean, it, but it has a, it would have an effect on you as a person. And then if you do believe in in next lives and in, in reincarnation, then you might yeah. go on to become a bug or a rabbit. Yeah, honestly, I think rabbits have it pretty easy. <laughs> I mean, they're just eating and fucking all day. I mean, and possibly some of, getting, some of getting swooped up by a and, hawk. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that happens. That's your karma. Suck it. 
I yeah. gotta think you reincarnate as your own species. I think because there's no point to it. Because you're right, there is no more. There's no morality for a dung beetle, right? No. So I agree. I mean, it'd have to be. You just be a worse person, like you know, come back as a. Come back with a different set of challenges. Like a, I think that it's really about teaching you things. I think it's really about come back. If you if you come back in a in a in the next life, if you're reincarnated, then you come back and let's say that your biggest failing is that you're not a patient person. Then I think that you on, you you go. you keep yeah 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 we you get it keep having to come back <laughs> to and, learn and to learn that that test. I, but here's right? the problem: or learn with that, that lesson. Here's the problem with that: with the exception of a couple of people who make fairly specious claims of being able to access their pri- their past lives, we are completely unaware of those lessons, and there's no, there's no way to reliably retrieve them. So how fair is that? Well, what, well, who says it has to be fair though? It doesn't have to be fair. Well, it doesn't have to it be. It just has to be imprinted on your, on, is on it? your psyche somewhere. But is it? I mean, I don't feel like I have any imprints. I'll be honest. I, because you're just a very boring person. You wow. don't live a life I, of wonder Everybody and magic. else in the world disagrees. They find me charming and engaging Are you and sure? super interesting. Well, I mean, yeah. everyone. Yeah, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was a fun conversation, Mark. Yes. Uh, let's tell everyone about our Patreon. If you enjoy us and would like to support us, you may. We have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Gen X Temporaneous. For $5 a month, we give you a couple of extra bonus episodes and then all of this for free. Keep, keep it, keep us in gummy bears. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really all we expect. Mark likes some gummy bears. And then... Oh, we, I noticed that they don't just sit there untouched. No, I know, and I don't really there. like them, so I'm just putting them in my mouth to, for who, who knows why. Uh, all that's right. That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> all right. Uh, we also have a Twitter Mine is at Christina Jen X. Mark is at Mark Eats Peach. And our podcast page is at Extemporaneous 2. All right, Mark, that's the end. All right. Thank you, everybody. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Bye. Wow. I'm telling you that it is. I did the research on this. Well, you can't. Okay, first of all, you can't just say that, right? You can't just say, <laughs> I did the research and go, oh, okay, well, that but is a very strong what I, argument. That's what I've always done in the past. That's what I've always done with you in the past.